this blog and all other future works and future podcasts are dedicated to the memory of my best friend and brother who always believed in me and never stopped encouraging me to develop my God-given skills in helping people help themselves, just like he and I always helped each other. I love you always, my brother. Rest in peace. Michael Mikey Ortiz, born April 7th, 1974, died January 8th, 2021. Hello, my name is Luis, and I welcome you to my podcast, The Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. In this podcast, I will be talking about everything energy, from the law of attraction to biblical teachings to spiritual enlightenment to numerology. I will also be talking about a very powerful and important practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono. Which, by the way, I use in my personal life on an everyday basis. In these uncertain times we're living in, we all need some guidance, inspiration, and uplifting. But most of all, we need healing. We need to know that love and peace are still alive and still reign supreme in this universe. And on this podcast, we will all learn how to have them both in our lives. So we can all learn to live in peace and in harmony once again. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Luis, the Prophet of Peace. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that hollowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the it, the all. I draw my bold rainbows across the waters. The continuum of minds with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath. The invisible, untouchable breeze. The undefinable atom of creation. I am the I. And hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. Hello out there in YouTube land. Hello out here on my podcast. Welcome to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Thank you very much for joining me today. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you guys are, wherever you guys uh, are listening to me, and wherever you guys on YouTube are watching me. Welcome to the last edition of Season 1 of the Peace Program. The podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. <laughs> Thank you very much, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me today. Um, today, uh, I want to talk about being the last season of, uh, the last uh, episode of season one, rather. I want to talk about uh, a summary, the summary of, uh, of what I've done in the peace program here so far. Um... I'm going to tell you guys my story just in case you guys out there on YouTube don't understand, don't know my story. Uh, just in case you guys haven't uh, tuned into my podcast. Um, the reason I'm doing the peace program uh, is because um, it, it started out as a dream. It started out as a dream. Uh, a dream that I had in 2017, actually. But... Uh, 
before uh, before I told you, I'll tell you guys about that. Before I talk, we talk about that. I want to talk to you guys about my story. My story. My name is Luis Angel, your host of the Peace Program. I am Luis Angel. Uh, I've already mentioned this in uh, my past episodes, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it again as a summary to recap, to finish off the uh, season of the podcast of the Peace Program. Uh, I was born with a uh, clipophile syndrome. As you can see, I, uh, I have no neck. And I was also born with a couple of... Uh, deformities uh, both of my arms and I'm the oldest of six brothers uh, I'm the oldest of them and the uh, the brothers my brothers are basically normal they were born okay they weren't physically disabled or anything like that I mean who knows they might be mentally disabled I don't know <laughs> no, I'm just kidding guys Anyway, uh, I'm the only one that was born physically disabled in my family, and basically, it uh, it kind of did something to me all my life. It kind of did something, and uh, throughout all my years of growing up, I always knew I was different. Uh, I always knew uh, and felt it within myself, and not only that, I mean the. When I was going to school, when I started school in elementary school, I mean the kids would uh, the kids would basically let me know that I was different. I was different, and they would always uh, shrink their shoulders up, uh, you know, letting me know that I I knew I didn't have a neck. So they would always do this and stuff and whatever. Of course, y'all could see I have a little bit of neck there here on YouTube. But the kids would always do that. They would always tease me. They would always bully me and and do stuff like that to me. And that's why I knew I was not normal. Uh, it really never bothered me per se. It bothered me, but it didn't bother me as much. It would bother me when they would gang up on me. When the kids gang up on you, yeah, that's, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys understand what I'm talking about, the whole typical bullying stuff. Maybe some of you have gone through it, maybe some of you haven't. But what happens is when kids get together, man, it's it's vicious. The kids, they get together and they start picking on you and, you know, and you may not be disabled like I am, but you probably might, you might have had, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know. I mean, the kids will pick on you from... For simple stuff, simple as the, the simplest things, the kids will pick on you because they'll pick on you. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. I mean, you might be, you might walk into school one day, and you might be wearing some raggedy shoes or whatever. And one of the kids will take notice of it, and they'll say, "Hey, look at that guy's shoes. Look at that kid's shoes." And everything. And then they get together, they'll be like, "Hey, look at that kid's shoes or whatever." And then they uh, they they get together and start pointing and stuff and and soon as soon as you know it you're the brunt of everybody's joke you're the you're the target of everybody's bullying you're like you you're walking around with a bullseye on your head and you don't even know why <laughs> and sometimes you'll probably know why because the kids are straight up you know straight up vicious like that but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, 
And that's how it went with me in high school, or in elementary school, actually. Elementary school and in middle school. Uh, because of the way I was born, um, I, I experienced a lot of bullying and a lot of teasing and a lot of, uh, a lot of experiences that I didn't like. And throughout my, uh, middle school, uh, I can remember a time in middle school where a kid, a kid, uh, well, he's no longer here anymore with us. He's, uh, he's deceased. I heard he passed away in 2000, I think, uh, from a car accident or something. Anyway, uh, well, I heard about him, but, but we never really made up or nothing. Anyway, um, when I was in 8th grade, this kid took it upon himself to make fun of me. To make fun of me, and, and the thing was, he was making fun of me in front of everybody. Everybody. I mean, this guy was like just like wailing on me. He's just like just talking, just like throwing stuff at me. And there was girls watching. My thing was that there was girls watching. And I got so embarrassed that I, all, all I could do was just put my head down and cry. That's all I could do. That's all I could do. And in a way that uh, that experience traumatized me. It left me traumatized. After that experience, two things never happened again. One, I never let myself get talked down to like that again. Ever. Even now, I never let myself, if someone chose it, took it upon themselves to make fun of me or disrespect me in some way, then you better hold on to yourself, because not even God was going to protect you against me. <laughs> That's the way it was. That's the way it was with me when I was younger. Not even God could protect you from me if you took it upon yourself to come to me, to come at me. The way this little boy did to me in 8th grade? No. And then the other thing that never happened was... The experience left me so traumatized that I really never asked... Uh, I never I never went out with girls when I was in high school. I never asked a girl to the prom. For me, there was no such thing as a prom. There was no such thing as cool dances or whatever. It, 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 they just didn't exist for me. Because I knew I was different. And in my mind, I wasn't going to uh, put myself in that predicament with a girl to ask her to dance or even on a date. It just wasn't going to happen because in my mind, I was uh, literally out of my league. Even if the girl was overweight or what have you, I still saw myself as different and it with that said every girl that I ever that I ever had feelings for or whatever was always out of my league because of that so those two things never happened for me uh, now as I mentioned this boy uh, well he passed away in 2001 in a car accident but I got him back though See, the thing about me is that, the thing about me that, uh, 
that is different, and I am different, I, I totally admit it, of course, I take responsibility for it, but the thing about me and my mindset is, if you come at me, you're not going, you're, you're not going, I'm not going down without a fight with you, you know, that's, that, that's, that's the experience that I was left with after the 8th grade, you're not coming at me, because you're just coming at me, no, 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 just because you choose to pick me as a target? No. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And that has never happened. That has never happened. Not anymore. Not since that time. But still, it left a little bit of a... It left a little bit of a sticker inside of my heart. And uh, when I was in high school, it was different. It was... Uh, I mean, I still got made fun of. I still got a little bit of bullying, but I had a brother in uh, in high school with me. Uh, he was a year. He is a year younger than me, so we were both in high school, in a sense. And he was a pretty popular kid because he was a football player. I was a. I was actually a, a, a trainer in high school, a trainer slash manager and a football manager in high school. So, in a sense, his friends were my friends, in a sense. So, every time somebody chose, uh, took it upon themselves to disrespect me or make fun of me, somebody would tell him, hey, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's his brother or whatever. And, uh, they would stop. And if they didn't stop, I would make them stop. Because by this time, I was already a student of words. See? That was the other thing that happened to me in 8th grade. I became a student of, of words. When it comes to words, no one can beat me. When it comes to writing words and talking words, no one can beat me. So, like I was saying, if you took it upon yourself to say something crazy to me, then guess what? You were going to get something crazy back. And even crazier. Crazier than you think. Than you knew. Because that's the way I was. And that, throughout high school, is how I became. It, there was still some trauma in me. There was still some trauma in, in me after high school. I started drinking. I started the drugs. And, and all throughout the whole thing, there was, a, there was a little something called depression. Depression. Yeah. I had that. I've lived with that. I know what that is. I know what it's like to have a wounded mind. The horrifying experience that can come of it. I lived with it. Almost all my life. I lived with a wounded mind. And because of that, I missed a lot of opportunities. A lot of opportunities that my brothers were successfully able to take advantage of. All my brothers. And all my brothers have been married. And they all have children. That's another thing that this thing left me. It left me with a trauma. They have children 
and they're they've been married happily my I might add but I've never been married I don't have children I'm 48 years old now and I don't think at this point I will have children but their children I consider them to be like my children of course we know it's not the same but that's how it goes with me and because of uh, the way I've always felt about myself I missed a lot of opportunities but it wasn't in reality now that I'm 48 it was never about anybody else but me ever it was never about nobody else it was always about me it was how I felt here in my mind how I felt in my spirit how I felt in my body and my soul but see when I was young I never I didn't know these things so I spent my time I spent my lifetime in drugs depression alcoholism and just basically putting all types of unholy things in my body that shouldn't have been there and that of course includes eating eating unhealthy being unhealthy and I lived like that for a long time because of my traumas because of my inner traumas I lived like that for a long time and now well of course I'm still I'm still not done with my with my middle age when I was in the 20s I mean I would do a lot of crazy things and I mean, I tried to be normal. I tried to live a normal life. I tried to go into college. I, I wanted to actually major in sociology and psychology. Because psychology was one of the subjects that actually fascinated me. Um, I even went into something called <laughs> demonology. Demonology is the study of spirits and uh, things of that nature demonic spirits evil spirits malevolent spirits <laughs> because when I was in, uh, when I was young maybe about uh, maybe nine ten I guess no no it was it was maybe five six years old I saw the movie The Exorcist and there's just something about that movie even though it was like the scariest movie of all time it was just something that fascinated me about that movie I don't know what it was but but it's 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 a psychological thing so when I went into the studies of psychology that's what I wanted to understand I wanted to understand the mind and not just because of that but because of why people act the way they are I mean why are people so why are people so ugly with each other at times why are people so mean-spirited to people at times I mean there has to be more than just oh I want to pick on you so I'm going to pick on you no there has to be something in there something in there that we're not missing that we're not that, that we're missing that we're not looking that we're not seeing so I wanted to discover that I wanted to understand that in humans in us humans but uh, needless to say that I let my uh, traumas and my bitterness and my uh, alcoholism and drug addictions get the best of me 
So I ended up dropping out of high uh, out of college because of that. I just couldn't be held responsible enough to do what I was supposed to do, which is do the good thing, do the right thing. And so I spent my life like that. And when I was in my late twenties, um, I I met I, I met certain people. I would meet people that would actually try and guide me in the right direction. I mean, I went through all kinds of churches. My family um, started us out. Uh, my mom started us, uh, my brothers and I, out in the, the Catholic Church. We were we we went to Catholic Church. We. Uh, both my brother and I, I remember uh, we, uh, we both made our confirmations and we both made our first communions and we both had Sunday school classes. Now, I don't remember too much about that other than the fact that there was a lot of doctrine. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of things that we needed to remember as far as religion was concerned. Uh, never did I realize that um, that I I don't know maybe I, I wasn't paying attention but the Catholic religion pretty much doesn't utilize the Bible as they should or maybe I might be wrong somebody correct me somebody you're more than welcome to correct me but I never experienced it on my own now I did see my grandmother. My grandmother um, was a person who was not into that whole monkey see, monkey do reality. She didn't take my uh, uncles or my mother to Catholic church because she saw other people doing it or whatever. That's, or at least that's the way I saw it. I mean, I saw my mother was, my mother was making us go to church, Catholic school, Catholic church, whatever, because other people were doing it. My, my grandmother was uh, of another religion. She was a Pentecostal. That was another religion, different religion. And so when I finally got to that church, uh, it was different. It was different than the Catholic Church because these, uh, the members of this church, uh, actually utilized the Bible. They read from it. They they specialize in the Book of Psalms, and that's what I started understanding. I started understanding with religion that each one has their own specific Bible study. Now you have to remember. I, this was in my early 20s, so I was a lost kid. I was a lost kid. I was doing my own thing. I was drug addicted, alcoholic, depressive, manic, manic depressant to even say the least. Manic depressant. There was just no hope for me. I was just like, it, it was like I was walking around with a, with a dark cloud. And that dark cloud couldn't go away no matter what I said, no matter what I did. Of course, it was just me. 
this was just me that was keeping that dark cloud with me. It was attracting to me because I was attracting it to me. But little did I know that. I didn't know that. And so in my search for truth, I, uh, I went to church. And I visited all kinds of churches. The, the uh, uh, Catholic church, as I mentioned. The Baptist church. The uh, Seventh-day Adventist church. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I went to them as well. I also went to the... Um, uh, Presbyterian, I think it's called. Uh, I'm not sure what religion. It's a different religion, but the the point is, they all worship God. They all worship God, and they have their own doctrine as to how things with God should be. And here I was in my search for truth, and it wasn't because I was getting. Dip, uh, confused or anything no no it wasn't confusing to me it was just conflicting it was conflicting because I was going by what they were saying it was they that were directing me and it was like I just finally woke up I just finally woke up I said you know what and this is from seeing my grandmother. As I mentioned, my grandmother was, uh, she was a member of the Pentecostal church. And she always had a Bible. Always. Every time we went to her house, the Bible was there. Always. Always, always, always. Now, I never picked up the Bible when I was uh, in my teenage years or in my uh, 20s for that matter. But like everybody else, you know, you hear stories about Jesus, you the, nat the nativity, and, and then they'll tell you little bits of stories here and there about the stories of how all these different parts of the Bible came together and whatnot. So I that part I knew. That part about God I knew. But something in me just said, you know what? I want to know myself what this is all about. So I picked up the Bible, and I started reading it uh, when I was about maybe 23 years old, 23, 24. But before I do, started doing that, I actually uh, baptized myself. I got baptized in the uh, Seventh-day Adventist religion. The Seventh-day Adventist religion preaches on the book of Revelations, the end times. So that's what they they dive into, and they make light and try to make sense of the symbolic gestures and the symbolic poetry that is found in the Book of Revelations. So I went with that, and the reason I went with that is because there was a uh, certain woman that actually showed me some kindness when I was in my twenties. She showed me some kindness and and she asked me if I wanted to go to church with her and I said, okay, just to be, just to be, just to reciprocate basically. 
And, you know, and it's always funny how God does these things. It's always funny to me, you know. We always say God that work, God works in mysterious ways. And yes, he does. He definitely does. And it's always funny to me how that works. Though. When God wants to protect you, he sends someone in your life. Now, of course, we've got to be careful, too, because when the devil wants to destroy you, he'll put someone in your life. Our job is to learn how to discern, to know the difference, to understand the difference between both of them. Now, this particular lady that uh, I would go to church with was, uh, she kind of reminded me of my both my mother and my grandmother. And this was in uh, this was in the valley. This was in uh, in McAllen, Texas. In McAllen, Texas, and this was like in uh, 1998, 99, 2000, something like that. So I spent a lot of time with the with them in the church, and because of it, I and mind you, I'm just a. Um, a mid, uh, a kid. I'm still a kid in my late twenties, and I was still dabbling with all the uh, depression and the alcoholism and the, and the uh, drugs and the, the and, and the suicidal thoughts. Because along with all this craziness in my life came suicidal thoughts and suicidal actions. So. I lived a good deal like that. A great deal of my life was spent living like that. Even though I tried and I had people point me in the straight and narrow. I always found an excuse to remove myself from that. For example, uh, this particular church I'm talking about that I baptized myself in. Seventh-day Adventists. The day of Sabbath for them is on a Saturday. And truthfully, it is Saturday. It's not Sunday. The day of Sabbath is actually on Saturday. So I would go to church on Saturday. (laughs) Now, here's the problem. The problem was that Saturday nights, I like to go to the bars. I like to get my drink on. And I like to do everything I just mentioned earlier. That's what my Saturdays, that's what my Saturday nights were like when I was young. So I would go to church, <laughs> I would go to church on Saturday, and then a couple of hours later, I would be at the bar, drinking it up, having a good time. <laughs> now that. Uh, of course, you that are listening to me or seeing me here on uh, YouTube, that is very conflicting. That's a conflicting attitude. That's a hypocritical attitude, you might even say. And yes, you're absolutely right. I take total responsibility for that. But that's how my life was. 
my life was absolute confusion. Well, my life was absolute darkness. My life was absolute depression. My life was about absolute alcoholism. My life was about absolute drugs addictions. And it was all because I saw myself different. I saw myself different and there was no way out of this, of this that I was born with. There was no way out in my mind. The only way out was suicide. So I attempted suicide eight times in my life. Now, I'm not going to get into detail as to how I do those things. Maybe I will in the next season. Next season of the uh, peace program. But for now, I just want you guys to know that with all of those things, with the wounded mind, comes that. You're living in, you're living in darkness basically in darkness and uh, there's no way out and I wanted a way out I wanted a way out because I didn't like this I didn't want to live like this it was like why me you know why me you know my brothers are okay they're normal why me? Why did I get struck like this? You know, and it and it got to be like, it got to be like in the book of Job, like in the book of Job. I mean, Job didn't curse God when all these things were happening to him, but he would say those things to himself too. He wouldn't curse God the way the devil wanted him to curse God, but he would curse himself. He would curse himself. But he wouldn't curse God. And that's what would happen with me. Anyway. As I started growing older. I started to realize that. Things don't happen for a reason ladies and gentlemen. As everybody loves to say. Oh things happen for a reason. No they don't. No, they don't. They happen for a purpose. What's the difference? When things happen for a reason, they happen over and over and over and over. It's like that it's like that typical saying that everybody says, you know, why why do these things keep happening to me? Because you allow them to happen. That's exactly what I would say. Why do these things always happen to me? Because I would allow them to happen. Because they were happening for a reason. <laughs> because they were happening over and over and over again. Now when they happen for a purpose. There's a lesson to be learned there. You learn the lesson. And once you learn the lesson ladies and gentlemen. The experience no longer becomes necessary. Let me say it again. Once we learn the lesson. The experience no longer becomes necessary. So that's what had to happen in me. And the only way that could happen in me was if I was at peace with myself in here. 
Yeah, sure, a lot of people will tell me, hey, God is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. Look for God. I looked for God. I went to all these religions. I went to all these churches. I looked for God. But I still wasn't right within me. Something needed to happen inside me to help me realize that I was being a victim of my own stupidity. And it did. Finally, fast forward all these years later. And dealing with all these things that I was dealing with. Including money issues and uh, worry issues and things about uh, those things. I discovered something called the law of attraction. The law of attraction is a law. It's, it's a universal law. It basically says whatever you think about, you bring about. If you're thinking and feeling a certain type of something, then sure enough, you're going to bring it towards you. Now, these things weren't really noticeable to me when I was younger. I started discovering these things uh, actually in my 30s. A really good friend of mine by the name of... Uh, <laughs> and here's a shout out to my good friend Claudia Martinez. <laughs> good shout out to you, Miss Claudia. Uh, she actually gave me a book called The Power. These are esoteric type of books. Uh, what do they call it now? New Age thinking. New Age thinking where, as I mentioned, the law of attraction comes into play. Well, this particular book that uh, my friend gave me uh, called The Power consisted of understanding and elaborating on the power of love. Love makes everything happen, makes the world go round. But more importantly, passion, heart. That makes everything go around. So, in essence, my friend actually did me a favor because I finished that book and I wanted to learn about another this other book that I'm talking about uh, that consisted of the law of attraction so it was by the same author that wrote that book the power so I purchased that book called the secret the secret deals with the law of attraction itself whatever you think about you bring about that kind of made more sense to me because I was doing that to myself but I was always doing that to myself without realizing it. But I was doing it in the negative way. All my thoughts and all my feelings and all my uh, fears and insecurities were bringing to me this dark cloud that I didn't want to have followed me. But as I mentioned earlier, this thing was following me like the dark cloud. And it sucked. It straight up sucked. So I started learning about these books. 
And little by little, I started utilizing these books. Oh, and by the way, like I said, I uh, started reading the Bible when I was in my early 20s. And that book was a difficult book to read. Because just like you, just like you who doesn't understand the Bible or who knows the Bible in bits and pieces. I had a hard time with it. Because I wanted to know the Bible. I wanted to know God's heart. I wanted to know God's word. So I started from the beginning. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. The word was with God. And the word is with God. And I wanted the word. So I started with the book of Genesis. From the beginning. Because that to me that was the normal way of doing it. I mean. You know, you build a house. You don't build a house from down from the from the top to the bottom. You build a house from the top, the bottom to the top. So that was my way of seeing things. So I started from there. The only problem is I can get through a chapter without falling asleep when I read the Bible. <laughs> I could not get. I, I honest to God, I could not get through the Bible through a chapter without falling asleep. And every time I had trouble sleeping, guess where I would go? I would go to the Bible. And I would sleep. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I read the Bible and I kept persisting and persisting and persisting. Because see, here's the thing about God. Not religion, about God. Here's the thing about God. God likes reachers. He wants you to reach. He wants you to reach for him. So as long as I kept persisting, I kept learning, and I kept evolving. Not in so many words up in here, but in here, in my, in my heart. Excuse me there, I almost dropped my mic there. <laughs> in my heart. And so now, suffice it to say, it took me a long time to finish the Bible. But I did, I did finish it. I was able to finish it. Now, I'm not going to be one of them Bible thumpers or whatever you call these guys uh, that come to you and say things like, Oh, John 3.16 tells you this or Mark this and that. No, I'm not, I, don't, I don't do that. I'm not going to underestimate your intelligence that way. Because I didn't learn that way. So I will not expect you to learn that way. But I will talk to you about the fabulous, wonderful stories of examples that are in there. You see, this book is good. It's a good book. It's a good book. There's two parts in this book. There's the principles of Jesus. And then there's the, uh, the, the examples of Jesus. There's the principles. And then there's the, the examples two parts the principles of Jesus are where the uh, verses come in and everything but the examples are through the stories and that's where I learned that's what motivated me to finish the Bible I finally finished the Bible when I was about 32 years old actually mm -hmm. so it took me a good it took me a good 10 years to finish this Bible to finish the book from the beginning to the end from the book of Genesis on to the book of Revelations 
It was difficult. But the thing is, once you understand it, you know exactly what God wants from your life. You're not lost. You don't live in... You don't live in in the abyss when you understand the word of God. You don't live lost. You don't live confused anymore. But still, I didn't have peace in my heart. There was no peace. There was no peace in me. So the only way to get... The only way to put new things in you is to get rid of the old things out of you. Energy. That's another thing I started studying. Energy. That's why I call myself an energy healer because I understand energies now. This many years. For this reason, I've uh, taken it upon myself to do some esoteric studies. I may not have finished my studies in psychology, but I, this year, I actually uh, became a certified counselor. And with that schooling, I also took other types of different types of uh, studies, esoteric studies, uh, as I mentioned, the law of attraction. I studied that because that's energy. I also studied numerology. <laughs> I started studying and finding out about numerology uh, in 2004. So I've been doing that for over 20 years now. And it's incredible it's incredible because here is a man, you're looking at a man who graduated with pre-algebra in high school. I never ex- I never exceeded the studies in mathematics that a normal in quotations normal boy or normal person would have you know the uh, algebra one algebra two whatever trigonometry whatever I never I never understood those because I never passed those so Numerology was like something that was like, wow, you know, and it just clicked. It just clicked. Even though I was not too, (laughs) too well studied in numbers. It clicked because of the whole energy thing, the whole energy sequence. And yes, I realized that uh, we are a little bit, uh, into the uh, podcast here. I like to make my podcasts uh, 30 to 45 minutes long. But uh, since this is the last episode of season one. I just like to summarize what the whole season was all about. And basically that's what I'm doing for you guys on YouTube. For you guys on YouTube who haven't seen the, or heard my podcast. You're welcome to do it. It's on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm. Or you can click on my link there. On my link on uh, yeah, YouTube. You'll see all the peace program. All the links of the peace program are associated to YouTube. Anyway. As I was mentioning. Numerology became another study of mine. Because it dealt with energy. 
And in 2016, I undertook another type of energy study. And I'm going to talk about that in season two of the podcast. Suffice it to say, ladies and gentlemen, I understand how it is to be wounded in the mind. I understand depression. I understand heartache. I understand what it's like to live in depression and live in darkness and confusion and in pain and in turmoil. I understand what it's like not to like yourself. But I also understand what it's like to give yourself a chance. I, uh, one of the things that really bothers me about humanity is. People that decide to give up, that decide to, that decide that basically there's no hope in them, so they commit suicide. As a matter of fact, I'm going to finish this podcast by talking about somebody, uh, a, uh, an, a, an, inter- an internet influencer who was very popular, who committed suicide in April. Oh no, March actually, March. I knew about her in April. Uh, She was a very popular um, YouTuber and uh, Instagram influencer who went by the name of Lee McMillan. And she was a very young, vivacious, smart girl and cute girl. And she had a podcast, not a podcast, a YouTube channel. And Instagram, and her, uh, her and her boyfriend would go uh, take round trips. They would go all over the place, all over the, all over the world, literally. In their van, they lived in a van, and they would do all these trips. I mean, you guys are more welcome to visit them on YouTube. They're here on YouTube. Max and Lee, they have a channel called Max and Lee. Uh, the the boyfriend actually has another channel. His is called Max and Aki. Anyway, uh, they used to her and uh, her boyfriend, along with their dog, they used to go um, take all these trips, world round trips or whatever, in their van. And in 2019, she started having bouts of depression. Now, mind you. I'm talking about a sweet, normal, cute-looking girl. And you'll see her. She has a vivacious, bubbly personality if you go look for her on YouTube. And she started having bouts of depression. And she even talked about it herself. She was having bouts of depression and... And literally, she was telling... Her audience that she didn't know why she was depressed. She just knew she was depressed. Anyway, 2020 hit. And of course, you know how that ended. It hit us with the pandemic. Or plandemic, as I should say. So, this woman got deeper into her depression. Because of the pandemic, Because of the lockdowns. And one thing I noticed about this pandemic is because of the lockdowns, 
a lot of these social butterflies ended up getting sick mentally over that because of the fact that kid they they couldn't go out and about that they spent their days in lockdown uh anyway this woman her life was in such turmoil in her mind that her and her boyfriend eventually broke up and they decided to part ways and it didn't really last long it didn't really last long for her to try to uh, get back what she had before so she tried to get back her status as a uh, as an influencer and tried to get back into that into the van life as they called it the van life but this time she had herself a new boyfriend uh, I have a lot of feelings about that because the new boyfriend to me was like the carbon copy of her own boyfriend, her old boyfriend. So even if she was going through all this depression, she still wanted to get back into that little comfort zone that she understood that she that the the little comfort zone that she only knew existed in her mind. So she did that. Now somewhere on the line. When 2021 hit. In March. Her depression got so bad. That she took it upon herself to end her life. And she did it in the most. Destructive vicious way. She stepped in front of a train. Now, being a person of depression, in my mind, when I was always thinking about things like that, I always thought about the easiest way to go, <laughs> you know. I thought about sleeping pills. I thought about hanging myself. As a matter of fact, I did hang myself. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about that in season two of the podcast. Because it's something that will have to do with self-love. Season 1 was all about you guys understanding who I was. And what the peace program is all about. Season 2 will be about self-love. It'll be all about self-love. And how it needs to be done. And how it can be done. And I will offer suggestions as according to my journeys. as how I did it. Now, once again, uh, being a person of depression, I always thought about ways to take myself out. Hangings. Gunshots. But I wanted, to be, I wanted it to be as painless as possible. So when I heard about this young lady doing that, it was like, wow. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that happened. And as I mentioned, her name is uh, her name is Lee McMillan, and uh, her uh, her YouTube channel was called Max and Lee. 
and those of you who go there will see how vivacious and lively and happy she seemed to be. And like me, you'll probably be baffled as to what could possibly happen to her to have gone through that depression that she was going through. Mental health is mental health, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know the reason why I was going through my mental issues. But sometimes people don't know why. It may have something to, and most of the times it will have something to do with upbringing. And it'll have traumas that they uh, blocked out of their mind. Associative traumas that they might have themselves blocked out of their minds. So anyway, in season two, we're we're going to cover that. And uh, I apologize for uh, keeping you guys a long time here listening to me. Or and YouTube, uh, you t- you here on YouTube rather. <laughs> um, I just wanted you guys to understand and to know me, and to know who I am and my journeys in life and where I've been and where I'm going. And because the peace program is, uh, it's a podcast of hope. And as I mentioned. In every part of my podcast, when I start the podcast, it's the podcast that will bring the best part of you out of you. Not just out of me, out of you. Out of you who's listening to me and out of you who's watching me on YouTube. And that's what I would love to bring. And that's what that that's my intention. My intention is to bring peace and harmony into the world. That peace and harmony that we lost in 2020. So it doesn't happen to us again. And if it ever does. We'll know how to shake it this time. We will all know how to shake it this time. And we won't be caught. As they vulgarly say with our pants down. We'll be good. Will be well in here. As the book of Isaiah in the Bible says, we must learn to do well so that it may be well with us all the days of our life. Not just one day, not just one year, all the days of our life. So that's my intention. That's my intention for the peace program. My intention for the peace program is to be to bring wellness and hope. To those of you who are listening to me. And to those of you who are watching me. By uh, presenting my journeys to you. So anyway. I've been here far too long. Um, I just want to end the podcast by saying that. It uh, it really broke my heart. With uh, what happened with this young lady. Uh, had she given herself a chance, and they had other people. I've heard uh, I've heard stories about other people committing suicide in 2020 because of the pandemic, specifically. Had these people given themselves a chance to love and to learn, they would have been able to cope with this, as I've been able to cope with my depression 
and my uh, clipophile syndrome and my bouts of drug addiction and alcohol. I don't do drugs anymore. I've been drug free for almost 30 years, I think it's. Uh, well, actually, no, it's been less. The last time I was uh, I was engaging in drugs was in 2007. So yeah, it's it's it's. But it's that that was the last time. Now I still drink on occasion, so I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I still I still engage I, I still engage in drinking a little bit once in a while, but it's not as it's not as vindictive as it was when I was younger. When I was younger, man, shoot, it was like that movie, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with uh, Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro. It was just like that. Every day would be a drunk, inducive day. Nights were days to me and days were nights to me. So it was horrible. Suffice it to say that I don't live like that anymore. And I'm happy that I don't live like that anymore. And that dark cloud that I told y'all was always following me, it doesn't follow me anymore. It doesn't follow me anymore. So I'm happy about that too. So this is the reason for the podcast of the Peace Program. The podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Anyway, I might have rambled on a little bit too much there, but uh, I'm hoping you guys understand the journey. And I'm hoping you guys will... Support me in the destination. Go ahead and subscribe if you like this here on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel as I will be talking more about how to bring wellness and peace into your life. The way I have done in mine. And for you on a... On the podcast here, you guys on the podcast who are listening to me, thank you very much for listening to me. I appreciate you guys and the, and the audiences. Uh, now, I do get a lot of emails, by the way. I get a lot of emails talking about energy, asking me questions about numerology. And I haven't been answering these questions lately. But I will get around to it. In season two of the podcast, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to have a podcast strictly devoted to question and answer segments. So I can get to you guys' emails and, and answer your emails and everything. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you guys here in, uh, on YouTube and you guys here on my podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate that. Um... I hope you guys are blessed. I hope you have a great evening. Uh, blessed, of course. Uh, I hope you have a great evening. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great weekend. And always remember, never, ever take your lives for granted. Thank you very much for joining the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All right. Take it easy. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All the information we discussed here today can also be found on my personal blog post at www.peaceprogram.info. That's www.peaceprogram.info. For questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, 
about anything you've heard here on the podcast here today, you can reach out to me at theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. That's theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace be with you, all my peace, the peace that is I, the peace that is I am, the peace for always, now and forever and forevermore. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not the world's peace, but only my peace, the peace of I. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, I forgive myself.